In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, in whose kingdom we have a place. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, to start off, we're going to talk about doing dishes. Really not probably a very spiritual concept if you think about it, unless you take a look at uh, the sign that's hanging over our sink here. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to look at that, um, the sign over the sink says, Remember your baptism, do the dishes. Um, it's because we had some residents a while back who didn't like to do the dishes. Um, and so that's a, a helpful reminder. And uh, But really when you think about it, probably doing the dishes, not too spiritual, and especially doing dishes at the Winters household. Um, uh, where, where Liz and I and our dog Barracuda live. Um, and so uh, we live uh, in this house and, and we have a few different rules. They, they kind of comprise the winter's code of dishwashing at our house. And I'm going to tell you about four of those rules. And you're just going to have to kind of download those rules and then we'll get into talking about the gospel. And I promise you, it actually the two actually have to do something with one another. Um, and, and that said, I have to put this disclaimer out there. If you don't like these rules, you don't have to follow them. Um, uh, you can do dishes at your house however you want to. No problem. Um, and so, but, but I'm going to give you four of our rules for dishwashing. Rule number one for dishwashing at the Winters household, we do not allow the dog to do the dishes. <laughs> She's a part of our household. We love her to death. She's great. She, we take her out on walks. It's, it's very good. She's probably uh, more equal in our eyes than, than uh, she should be, actually. Um, uh, but we don't allow her to do the dishes. And that's not out of lack of desire on her part. She would love to do the dishes. However, the way in which she would choose to do the dishes probably would not meet our codes for being sanitary. Um, and so, since the way that she would want to do the dishes is, is not quite the, what we would want, and because she has no opposable thumbs and she is a little bit skittish about water, we say, dog cannot do the dishes. Just not allowed in our household. You can do whatever you want in yours. Um, so if you have a dog, you want the dog to do the dishes, just tell me before I come over. Uh, I will bring plasticware. Rule number two. Rule number two is actually kind of an important one. Rule number two is the person who does not cook gets to do the dishes. And so we trade off, to, uh, we, we take turns cooking. Um, sometimes I cook, sometimes Liz cooks. The dog doesn't cook either. But uh, if one of us cooks, like let's say that I'm cooking, then Liz will do the dishes. And um, if I am cooking, then Liz will do the dishes and I get to sit down on the couch and play on the computer or whatever. So that's rule number two. Rule number three. This one is really not necessarily a hard and fast rule uh, because we have, haven't ever had to say anything about it. But for the sake of the sermon, it actually works pretty well. So, rule number three has to do with education. Nobody in the Winters household can say, I have too advanced of a degree to do the dishes. <laughs> 
Also, no one in the Winters household can say, I don't know how to do the dishes. I would need to take a class, and that would take a long time, so why don't you do them? We don't say that. So that's rule number three. Finally, rule number four, guests, like the dog, do not do dishes. We're not really worried about the the sanitary practice of our guests, at least most of them. But more as a sign of respect, we we usually don't let the guests do the dishes. And um, uh, there's also an ancillary reason for that. The guests don't know where to put things away. And so we don't want to go on a 15-minute kitchen safari the next time that we need a whisk. And so we don't want you to do the dishes. We especially don't want you to put them away. Now, you may be thinking, wow, those are some great rules. I need to apply those when I get home. That's great. I'm glad that you took something out of this sermon. (laughs) But they actually have something to do with the gospel reading. This gospel reading, that's that's kind of uh, Jesus is being a little bit uh, like on edge, isn't he? Um, some of the things that Jesus is saying about the kingdom of God in this gospel reading, you're kind of like, ooh, Jesus, you went there. Oh, so, especially that last part, right? Where, where Jesus is like, hey, know your place. Right? Because that's what he's saying. Hey, you're my servants. And uh, you know what servants do? Well, they work out in the field, and then they come back in, and then I tell them, hey, get me dinner. And then they go and get me dinner. And after they're done serving me dinner, then after that, then they get to eat themselves. And Jesus is saying, that's you. Oh, great. Phenomenal. Your kingdom sounds like such a great place. And we know that it is. But a little part of that gospel reading probably rubs us the wrong way. And we we go, what? This is Jesus. Isn't Jesus supposed to be like, hey, I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to do everything for you. I'm going to die on a cross for you. Where does that all come in? Well, it it actually is integral to uh, what all is going on here. But we're going to start back up with the beginning of the Gospel reading. And we're going to talk about what Jesus was saying there. And at the beginning of the Gospel reading, if you take a look at that or if you remember back to that, what Jesus is talking about is not causing anybody to sin. And that's the reason that we don't let the dog do the dishes. The reason that we don't let the dog do the dishes is that we would be forcing her to sin. We would be forcing her to do something that she is not capable of doing, and therefore she would do a bad job of it, and that wouldn't be good, and then we would have to discipline her, and that just wouldn't be a nice thing. And so we're saying, don't cause her to sin. Now, she's going to sin on her own. Trust me, know my dog. She, she will sin on her own, just like the rest of us will, right? The rest of us in this kingdom of God, we are going to sin on our own. We don't need somebody to tee it up for us and say, hey, why don't you sin in this particular way? Looks like you've never sinned like that before. How about you try this? And so Jesus is saying, don't do that, because if you do that, it would be a better idea for you to hang something really heavy. A millstone is this huge piece of rock, really heavy around your neck, and then go swimming. And so Jesus is like, don't do that. Don't let the dog do the dishes. The next thing that Jesus does is, as he's going through this, he says, okay, now forgive one another. 
Now, we've already gone over that we all sin from time to time, right? Everybody okay with that? Some of you maybe are like, well, I'm not so sure. Maybe last week. Uh, Okay. But maybe last week. Follow me. And so you've got uh, all of all of us sin. All of us need forgiveness at some point in time. And all of us know what it's like for that dirty person to sin against us. And that's where rule number two comes into effect. If you cook, the other person cleans. So if somebody sins against you, you get to be the one to forgive them. And if they, if you sin against them, they get to be the one to forgive you. And Jesus is saying, that's how I want my kingdom to work. I want my kingdom to work like dishes at the winter's household. One person cooks, the other person cleans. One person sins, the other person forgives. That's how it works. And so then Jesus goes on, and at this point, the disciples, they are just beside themselves. They're like, Jesus, your rules are crazy, man. And they say, increase our faith! Which, what kind of a response is that? Maybe it's the response that you've just had. Increase our faith. How do I listen to this? And the the disciples are crying out and they're saying, we need more faith in order to do this stuff. To not lead people into sin and then to forgive them. Seven times in a day? Seven times in one day, Jesus? Are you serious? Increase our faith. And Jesus looks at them kind of condescendingly and says, If you had the faith of a mustard seed. Now mustard seeds, they're very small. Like if you know that that herb coriander, they're smaller. They're really pretty small. They're about the size of the seed on a tomatillo. If you know what that is. And so they're pretty small. And and Jesus is saying, if you had faith that was that big, you would be able to say to that mulberry tree, okay, so another agricultural thing here, mulberry trees, they're like azalea bushes. Any of you ever tried to take an azalea bush out? Yeah, the roots go to China. That's what a mulberry tree is like. It has a very complex root system that is very hard to take out. And so Jesus is saying, if you had a little itsy-bitsy faith you would be able to say to that azalea bush, be uprooted and go to Lake Jackson. (laughs) And it would do it. And so he's saying, don't try to pull this thing on me that you, you don't have enough faith. Even with a little faith, you, you can follow these rules. If you recognize, okay, Jesus doesn't want me to lead people into sin. That means I probably shouldn't invite somebody to help me gossip about somebody else. Uh, that probably means that I shouldn't invite somebody else to do something with me that is not going to be God-pleasing. That does mean that I probably should invite them to do something with me that is God-pleasing. And so Jesus is saying, look, you can follow this stuff, and then if somebody sins against you, you can forgive them. Which most of us are like, oh, okay, that's great. But then, if you sin, then you have to be ready to accept the forgiveness of somebody else. Which, oddly enough, a lot of us are really kind of allergic to. And so Jesus is saying, okay, just a little bit of faith, you can do all of this stuff. It's all good. Which gets to the fourth and final 
Winter's dish rule as applied to Jesus' parables. So you're getting like 14 parables today. And that final rule is that... Anybody remember? Guests don't do the dishes. Good, I'm glad you were listening. Guests don't do the dishes. Family does the dishes. That's the one kind of guest in our house that can do the dishes. If they come over, our family, because they tend to kind of want to do it, and they do it on their own anyway, we can't really stop them. Um, So we do have to go on that 15-minute safari through our kitchen to find the waste. But they will do it, and, and we will allow that, because we allow family to do the dishes. What Jesus is saying about this servant is really kind of a notion of of a broader family system that you would have had in the New Testament, this broader family system called an oikos in Greek. And in that oikos, people knew what their roles were. People knew what they did in order to keep the family running well. Just like a lot of you know how to keep your family running well by doing the dishes and coming up with these crazy rules about who can do the dishes and don't let the dog and stuff like that. And what Jesus is telling us in this Gospel reading is that family does the dishes. And so that means that if you are in the kingdom of God, that you are in the family of God. That's what kingdom means. It means that God owns. It means God's reign. And God's reign has to do with what God owns. And God owns us. Not in kind of a creepy slavery way, but in a way that is distinctly familial. And the crazy thing is that we sinned, and so what we did was we said, God, you don't own us anymore. Parents, you've ever heard that one? Or something like it, maybe. And so God said, okay, well, I'm going to buy you back. Even though I don't have to, I still own you, but I'm going to buy you back. And I'm going to buy you back with my son dying on a cross for your sins so that I can bring you back into the family once again. And you'll know that you're a part of that family when you begin to feel this Holy Spirit stirring inside of you and saying, you should do the dishes. Because you'll get this feeling about, I should be doing something with my faith. I don't know what to. And you know you don't have to. You know that the love that you receive is not dependent on that. But you know that you have this feeling inside of you. And you're like, I should do something, but what? And Jesus tells you, don't lead others into sin. Forgive people. Receive forgiveness. And here at University Lutheran, you can find ways to do that. If you're a member here, then you're a part of our family. If you're not a member here, then you could be a part of our family. Or maybe you're a part of another church family someplace else. But being a part of University Lutheran, being a part of the kingdom of God, means that you have this desire to say, Lord, I want to do dishes. I... No, it's not much, but that's what I can do. And even if you don't do them, He's still there to forgive you. Because you're family. And family does the dishes. Amen.